Welcome to the Marketing Trust Podcast. I am your host, Adam Buchanan. I believe trust must exist before a transaction can take place. I give marketers the tools they need to infuse more trust in their marketing to help grow their business. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Marketing Trust Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Buchanan, and I am having a really awesome summer. This weekend, we just took our renovated camper. This is a 1967 camper. It's super old, but we gave it a new paint job, new facelift, inside and out, and we've been taking it out camping. And this last weekend, we took it to Idaho and we drove it through this beautiful meadow of these yellow sunflowers. Anyway, I have this shot taken with my drone while my wife is driving the truck. Anyway, you got to check it out. Check out my Instagram. You can see the photo. It's Adam underscore Buchanan on Instagram. But today we're not talking about renovated campers. We are going to be talking about how to get more buy-in from your executive team to grow your marketing program. One struggle I hear from a lot of businesses is in marketing, you know, the budgets are scrutinized, uh, you know, they have cuts. And this can leave teams frustrated because their executives may not be bought in to digital marketing. So it's hard to grow a program. So today I'm going to share with you a few strategies I've used to build trust internally in your organization and get the buy-in you need to continue to grow your marketing efforts at your company. But first, let's talk about potholes in the road. So the trusted brand I want to call out on this episode is Domino's, my good friend Anthony shared this story about Domino's filling in potholes in the roads in cities to make a better driving experience for their drivers. But obviously, this is a huge benefit to everyone else. So Domino's is going around certain select cities, and their initiative is called Paving for Pizza. Bad roads shouldn't happen to good pizza. So they're actually driving around this is so cool with an asphalt team and they're going around and filling in the potholes. So you can check it out, pavingforpizza.com and see what they're doing. I really like this. It's, it's cool because while it's something that may not seem directly related to pizza, it actually is. They tie it really close to that delivery experience of the pizza getting to you. So really love what they've done here. So what they, what they do with each pothole is they put the Domino logo, they paint it on where the pothole was, and a little phrase that said, oh, yes, we did. Love it. Really nice job, Domino's. This is a nice example of doing something out of the ordinary that can actually help people. So I think a lot of brands are trying to think, you know, what's that next big thing we're going to do? What's the next big, you know, initiative or campaign and, and sometimes those are great and they gain a little attention, but it doesn't have long-lasting efforts like filling in a pothole, which is kind of timeless if you think about it. Well, it depends on where you live and your weather, but it's, it's pretty cool and I think it's a nice initiative there. The other thing I like about this is it really represents proximity as they are thinking about how do we affect people in localized areas and certain cities and people feel that connection. I mean, they literally feel it because they're driving on the road and, well, they, they don't fill the pothole anymore. So anyway, they, they feel it in some way, but I love uh, the connection that they're making with cities. And, and I've seen a lot of localized campaigns with national companies like that, where they target certain cities, they target certain states, and it, and it can really work out well. So nice job, Domino's. That is an awesome way to build trust. So as you think about this story, you need to ask yourself, what could you do with your company that stands out, but in a helpful way? Think of what pains your customer's experience and how you could provide them something 
that is worth talking about, but still directly related to your product or service. So pretty awesome example there. All right, well, today I want to talk about how you can get more buy-in with your social media or your digital marketing program at your organization. The thing is, while we've seen a huge increase in influencer marketing, social media, social customer service, all these different things that companies need to be aware of, some companies are still kind of slow to invest. They may uh, still be scared. They may think, you know, oh, this is, this is foreign to us. It scares us. You know, there's a lot of reasons why an executive team is hesitant with digital marketing and with social media. The other thing they see is an executive team will see their peers, you know, doing a really good job with their business on social media, uh, but they also see, you know, the amount of marketing dollars they spend and they think, well, we can't spend that kind of money. We'll just be kind of, you know, happy in our little comfort zone here. And, you know, while social media is, you know, still continuing to grow, so many companies are getting into it and really making it a part of their business. Um, if they don't see the buy-in, if they don't see the effects of it, if they don't see you know, how it's driving the business, they still aren't going to buy into it. So they really need to see what the results are. So this leaves a lot of marketing teams really frustrated and a lot of companies that I've worked with, with see this over and over again. And so here are a couple things I want to walk you through of how to do this. I'm going to give you three things today to really overcome this struggle. First, I just want to say that, you know, I've totally been there. I've been in those marketing teams. I've presented to executive teams. I've tried to get that buy-in and there is a struggle there. So I think, I think it's important to just take a moment and just say, you know, yes, this exists. It's ongoing, but I want you to know there's a way to overcome it. So here are the three things to get more buy-in from your executive team to invest more into your digital marketing. First thing you need to do, and this is the big thing, stop trying to bang on the door of the executive and you need to activate your internal social media advocates at your company. So think about your social media program or your marketing program. Who are the other departments that you work with? All the senior managers, all the directors, the leaders, everybody. Who is really standing up for you? Who is benefiting from what you're doing? I've seen this in so many different companies that I've worked with where marketing will help a, a team, you know, really, you know, make their program more impactful. For example, I've worked with a lot of human resources team. If they're listing a job listing and they need help promoting it, you know, marketing can really help with that. If, you know, the product team needs help gaining insights from customers or users of the product, you know, marketing can really help facilitate some of those user groups and, and set up interviews with their users and customers. So as you build these alliances, as you build these collaborations, this is really, really key to getting buy-in from the executives because as you serve these departments and give them the, the best that you can, then you're going to come up in meetings without you even attending that meeting. For example, you know, if HR is really excited about something that you're helping them with, they're going to they're gonna let one of the executives know like, oh yeah, marketing helped us with that. It was really awesome. It was, a, it was a great partnership. And so think about how you can serve these other departments because as you partner with them, you're going to build trust with them because they'll believe you. They'll feel buy-in. They'll feel that you know, you're not just there to serve marketing and just focus on marketing KPIs. You're going to build trust with all the other departments. And so you'll be doing less knocking on doors 
and less bugging of the executives and all the other people will do that for you. And the other thing that's really big with that is they're going to go to bat for you when it really matters. So when discussions come up of budgets and certain initiatives and campaigns, other advocates in the company are going to be like, you know what, we've got to continue with that or we have to scale that and do that more because it's, it's working in all these other facets. All right, so that's number one. You got to activate the people who are your advocates for your program. Find them, create relationships with them, and you'll do awesome. Now, here's the second thing that you need to do. Maybe you don't have those relationships yet. Maybe you don't have those advocates yet. Number two is going to be really key for you. You need to send out an internal bi-weekly email marketing newsletter. All right, all right, I know that was a lot, and I know that... Not everyone wants another email in their inbox, but hear me out, okay? Here's what you're going to do. This email is going to go to as many people as you can get permission for. And well, first off, don't ask permission. Just send it. And then if people are like asking to remove them, just you know, keep sending, keep sending them emails. Maybe give them some flowers to smooth things over. All right. Here's the thing. You're going to send this email every other week, twice a month. And what you want the format to be is the introduction is going to go something like, hey, everyone, this is our biweekly email to update you on the wins, insights, and takeaways of what's happening in marketing. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Now, the important thing here is I talk a lot about proximity and about expertise. That's what marketing trust is. That's the DNA of marketing trust. And so as you send this email out, you're not only sharing your expertise of what you know what marketing is doing, but you're saying, hey, we have a close connection here. You can reach out anytime. You can discuss this. Let's, let's open this up. I've done this, and it is incredible what happens. And so as you send out these emails, again, you may be hesitant. You may think, oh, shoot, no one needs another email. But one thing I often hear with marketing teams and with other departments that are aware of marketing is they don't know what marketing is doing. So that's a huge, huge issue. So as marketing, it's, it's under your responsibility that you have got to socialize what you're up to. All right, so let's walk through this template real quick of what this email. So we've got the introduction. You're kind of like, hey, here's what we're going to be talking about. Here's some wins, some insights, some things that you should be aware of. The first section, you want to start with a win. You want to share something that happened in the previous few weeks that you know worked really well. It was a love note from a customer. Maybe it was a campaign that did really well that was unexpected. The biggest mistake that I see marketing teams make is they have a win, but they think, oh, that's too small. Oh, we see that all the time. Let's just keep it to ourselves. It's a huge mistake. You cannot do that anymore. We have to socialize what those are. And as the company becomes more aware of what marketing is doing, and they're saying, oh, okay, that's kind of a benchmark or, or that's a really awesome win, then you can kind of escalate that and maybe save you know, the, the smaller wins for other discussions and the bigger wins for the email. Whatever it is, you need to start telling people because as I've, set, as I've sent out this email in previous organizations I've worked with, always get someone in the hallway come up to me and be like oh my gosh I had no idea you guys were doing that that is awesome or they'll say that is a really great win I'm so glad that happened is there something that I can do to help or hey have you guys thought about using it like this it's it's incredible of what comes out of it and then you can build stronger relationships and stronger advocates for your program the second second section you want to do is share an insight 
What are you learning in marketing about your customer? What challenges are you facing? What are you doing to overcome them? You know, bring up those things that are coming up in meetings that you can be transparent about and say, hey, we know this is happening. We're aware of it. We're here to be real. We're going to be open. But we also want to offer a solution. We don't want to just say, oh, well, you know, things are kind of tanking in marketing right now. And we're not really sure why. Come up with that solution. Be upfront and be real. And that will go a long way. And that will also get the ear of the executives to understand, okay, what challenges are we facing? What are we doing to overcome them? And is further support needed? As I've done this, I've had executives come knock on my door and say, hey, I saw that email you just sent out. Be curious to talk more about this. What else do you need? It's pretty awesome when an executive comes up to you and says what you need versus the other way around. The third section is sharing a takeaway. You know, what conversations are happening in marketing of a different approach? You're testing something new. What learnings do you have to share with everyone else? So this is something that maybe it's, you know, a a learning that you've kind of kept within marketing and it's time to socialize that out a little bit. And so think about how that could also spur some collaborations with other departments and really even calling out other departments that you're partnering with. So let's say back to the human resources example, you could say, hey, you know, we have this learning that we did a culture video of what's it like to work here? And we partnered with human resources. And when you do that on the email, human resources are going to come up to you and be like, oh my gosh, that was so cool. We got featured in the biweekly marketing email. People love it. They love to be called out. They love to be you know, spotlighted. And so make sure to do that, especially around a win. You don't want to call out things that are, that are happening that are bad. You try to keep it positive when you're including other people. But make sure you're being thoughtful of, okay, we're learning from this. We're you know, doing certain things and, and pivoting and, and making changes. And it, it just works really, really well. So try to also make this email primarily about marketing. But again, think about you know, maybe there's a little space in there to talk about other departments and, and how you're helping them. Okay, the next thing you want to do, you've talked about your three, your win, your, your insight, your takeaway. Now you want to wrap it up just briefly. And this email shouldn't be long and it should mostly be visual. You want like a screenshot or an image of a visual that shows what's happening and like one or two sentences to explain it. This isn't some long novel. Okay, and I've seen those in organizations and it's like you have to curl up on a couch next to a fire and like spend 45 minutes reading this ebook of an email. So don't do that. Just keep it simple. This should take less than five minutes to to read. But in the conclusion, you want to include a survey for people to fill out because, of course, you're in marketing and we love surveys. We love data. The thing with this and when I say survey, people are kind of hesitant. They're like, well... I don't know, like, are people actually going to fill this out? It's crazy. People actually do fill out the survey. It's insane. Because when you open up that door and say, hey, we want to be open, we want to be transparent, you'll see people say, okay, you've opened up the door, now I'm going to respond to you through the survey. And so what the survey is going to be is you want to share and have them vote what are the stories that they saw in your email that were most impactful to their business. And you can just have them vote and just say, hey, which one did you like the most? And then just have a comment field that says, you know, what, uh, what questions do you have? What comments do you have about this? What, what are your thoughts on this? It's incredible what people will say. And they'll come up with ideas and they'll, you know, and, and honestly, maybe they fill out the survey and they come over and they want to have a discussion. 
the collaboration is crazy effective. And the thing is, this will blow down and break down any silos that are in your organization. Because people want to know what's happening. They want to see what marketing's up to. And they want to see data. They want to see insights. So a lot of people, after you hit send, and you got to, if you're going to try this, you got to let me know how it goes. But this is one thing that you'll see people is they'll respond and just be like, hey, loved your last email, you know, uh, about that, that campaign you guys did. You know, I, I had no idea that customers you know, felt that way or responded that way. That's super, super helpful. And the other thing too that I really love about this is you'll find people who've worked at the organization for a really long time. And let's say you're new to the, the company and you're kind of getting marketing up and going. You get these people who've been there for a long time and they'll say, hey, you know what? Yeah, we actually tried something like that one time. Or we, we did something like that, but it didn't really work. And I think this is why. Or, you know, And again, sometimes marketers don't like to be told what to do or how to do their job. But as you break down these silos, sometimes you can get these people who've been at the company for a long time and you can get a lot of information from them. And they can help you, you know, provide insight and information that could really help break down these walls. All right. So first thing you want to do, activate your advocates. Second thing you want to do, send this email twice a month. And it's not too often, but it's often enough where you can have some pretty good information that you can share with people. All right. Third one. This is one of my favorites. This comes from my good friend, Ryan Amaral. He spent many years doing social media at Whole Foods, and he's a really, really good friend of mine. One thing he did, because he worked with multiple offices all over the country, traveled a lot, and social media was you know, based in one office and other departments were all over the country. So it was kind of difficult to get everyone you know, together and talking about social media. So one thing he recommended was hosting open office hours. All right, I get it, another meeting. But this is not just any meeting, okay? Don't call it meeting. Call it open office hours because people don't like meetings and people don't like PowerPoint. So make sure this open office hours does not have PowerPoint, okay? This is totally different. So here's what I want you to do and here's the format you're going to go. First thing, like the email, you want to invite everyone in the company. I mean it, everyone. You want this to be totally welcome to to everyone in the organization. And I did this actually at Cabela's, which at Cabela's, we, on the email distribution list, we couldn't email all 20,000 employees, but we could email about three to 4,000. So we made sure all of them were welcome to come into our open office hours. Now, the thing about this is if you structure this far ahead of enough a time, people can travel in or while they're visiting the office, they can jump into the open office hours. Now, the open office hours isn't a structured meeting, so you can set it for an hour or two hours. Three hours is a little long, but depending on your structure and your organization, maybe that makes sense. But you want to make it allowable for people to pop in for 15 minutes, learn a few things, ask a few questions, and then they can get back to their day. You don't want it to be come in, sit down, don't talk, marketing is here to educate you, all right? So make sure not to do PowerPoint. You, you can have a screen up and a projector and show live demonstrations and show campaigns and creative and, and certain things you're working on. But what you want to do is let people come in and ask questions and kind of steer the conversation of what they want to talk about. The other key to this, this is going to sound silly, but you always want to bring food. 
I highly recommend, this works every time, peanut butter M&Ms. And you want to make sure that people know in the meeting invite, excuse me, open office hours invite, that people are going to be getting some peanut butter M&Ms. I don't know why. There's some magical power with peanut butter M&Ms, but they work. People love it. So, again, the whole idea here is you want people to know they can come in for the whole time or just a few minutes. One thing I've done here is I've actually had my team spread out across a long table. And so I'll take one end of the table and I'll be talking to two or three people and then a team member will take the other end of the table and they'll be having different conversations. So that's the way you want to do it. You want it to be open. You want people to come in and say, oh, I I saw that we did this campaign or um, have we thought of doing this or whatever it may be. And it's super, super interactive because it's driven by other people. It's not driven by marketing. The other thing that I'll share with you is I've done the whole come to our social media class. Let us walk you through what we do. And honestly, no one talks. No one asks barely any questions. And so the benefit of open office hours is it just creates this open environment of talking about what's happening, talking about testing, talking about data, how we're measuring success, and, and you know really having that open conversation. Going back to building marketing trust, this is all about proximity. This is a chance to build a close connection with people. If you do this, then when the time comes and it matters, they'll go to the executives and talk about you know, the cool stuff you're doing and maybe even how you're collaborating with these other departments. So think about that as you're building this trust that it's building that proximity. It's building that one-on-one relationship. And also back to honesty, that's one of the other tenets of marketing trust. That's having openness. It's saying, hey, yeah, we did this campaign, didn't go very well, but here's what we're doing to overcome it. People can appreciate that. And any executive that you talk to, they will appreciate transparency and say, okay, yeah, we have some learnings here. So those are the three main things. Find your advocates. If you can't find your advocates and you don't know who in the company is advocating for marketing, then do these emails and you'll get responses from people and they'll say, oh my gosh, I'm all about this. How can I help? How can I get involved? And then the open office hours are awesome because they're in person, they're not structured, but you can take the data and information you're getting from those emails you're sending out of the survey responses and see that certain people are gravitating towards certain insights, certain wins or takeaways that you're sharing And then when people come into your open office hours and they're not sure what to ask or talk about, you can say, oh, hey, we actually have a few, you know, items to discuss or this is something that's been kind of popular or a hot item, you know, where where people want to talk about it. So that's it. You got to try it. This is incredible. It, It truly, truly works. But be patient with it. You know, don't expect that your first email, you're going to get all these survey responses and everyone's going to ride off into the sunset together. You've got to do this over time, but I promise you, you'll see it. And, it, and if you do it, it'll, it'll work really well. And I'm excited for you to try it. Please let me know if you do this. Send me an email, adam at adamcbuchanan.com. Or if you have any questions or just want to talk marketing, let me know. Drop me a line. You can also connect with me on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. On Twitter, I'm at Adam underscore Buchanan. LinkedIn, Facebook, you can type in Adam Buchanan, see the guy, the big red glasses, and that's me. You can also join our Facebook group, the Marketing Trust Podcast on Facebook, and just go ahead and answer a quick question there. Let me know you're human, 
and you're into marketing, you're into this sort of stuff, and I'll make sure to approve you. Again, you'll see me in the big red glasses uh, uh, letting you into the group. And that is a great way to connect with other professionals who are doing what you're up to. If you like what you heard today, make sure to share it on social media with your colleagues. This is a really, really good topic for people who are working um, at you know pretty medium to large corporations, people who are working with multiple teams, and just really needing that buy-in. And if you do like what you hear, also please leave a rating and a review. It absolutely helps me a lot and shares the good word about marketing trust. Thanks today for listening. This has been another episode of the Marketing Trust Podcast, where I help you infuse more trust with your customers to help grow your business. I'm Adam Buchanan, and I want to thank you for listening.